Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. In this episode, you'll hear from a pharmacist who is passionate about using technology to provide education and solve problems. Dr. Beiju Shaw recently launched the Daily Dispense to share digital content with other pharmacists and is currently using the LinkedIn platform to do so. He also has a YouTube uh, channel as well. Uh, Beiju has combined his background in computer sciences to help him create solutions to medication errors and others that have advanced the level of care provided at the hospital system where he practices. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Beiju Shaw, is a doctor of pharmacy, a digital content creator, public speaker, and entrepreneur. He's a clinical informatics pharmacist at MUSC, or Medical University of South Carolina. Beiju is focused on ensuring we solve problems in healthcare by leveraging technology technology using an entrepreneurial lens. Beiju, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks so much, Hilary. I really appreciate being on the show. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit about your personal life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, first of all, let me just say thank you for this conversation. Um, and, and also thank you for bringing so many diverse perspectives from all over our industry and from our professional community. So I've actually been a recent subscriber of yours ever since we connected. And uh, I'm, I'm really just a growing fan of your content because you really do inspire that conversation in, in people and and really create these authentic um, sort of conversations with each other that inspire new thought. So as far as myself, um, I actually entered pharmacy somewhat at a late stage. I often kind of call myself the black sheep um, of, of my pharmacy world. In fact, actually my whole entire life, I feel like has been fairly non-linear um, in the sense that I've sort of had this really supportive family, uh, but the, not really too many mentors early on in my career. I really just explored um, in my younger days. And just kind of um, for reference, I've, I'm have i not really from the US, uh, I'm a citizen now, but I actually come as an international, um, or I came as an international student. So, I actually lived in London, UK for quite a majority of my life. And the reason I kind of came over was to explore new cultures, new people, but also to find a measure of success that was a little bit independent of my family's success. Um, and I started, uh, you know, really exploring 
a lot beyond pharmacy. So initially I started with computer science and that was my professional undergraduate degree. This was probably around the dot-com uh, bubble era. And I was probably on the end cusp of that. So at the very end of maybe 2000, 2001, we found that there weren't as many opportunities for folks like me who went through uh, a computer science degree and, and you know, we, we had uh, very scarce resources. And so I, what I did was I actually just volunteered my time and joined a incubator company uh, that was based in tech and started developing websites and media um, and animation for companies around of that. So this was totally not healthcare. I, you know, I, and I, and I, to be honest, I really found what I was doing enjoyable, but there was something missing. So I, I decided to take a bit of a leap of faith uh, through a little bit of uh, luck as well. I found pharmacy. And I said, you know, hey, well, I've, I'm still a student here. I'm on a visa. Do I want to return back to the UK um, and maybe continue life? Or do I want to maybe take it another step further and upgrade myself, right? So I, I wanted to kind of continue that pioneer spirit that I built upon. And I decided, hey, why not go for a doctorate? And at the time, you know, I'm... I was probably the only person in my family that had gone through that professional pathway um, and achieved so much with education. So I said, well, I can break new ground. Um, a lot of my family have been entrepreneurs. And so I decided to take a different route. And what I think that did for me was it inspired confidence, inspired confidence in the abilities that that, and my skills that I have built upon, but also belief in myself. And so as soon as I got turned into pharmacy school and I found, I found so many mentors, so many folks in the field who were willing to give back and to get, help support me through my journey. And that's kind of what I found very different from the rest of my journey. It, it was this sort of community that wants to help each other in a way that I didn't really find in other industries. So I really latched onto it and I took what I could gain from that concept. And I said, well, I found the biggest benefit in mentorship and folks who want to support me. How can I pay that forward? So that's sort of been my mindset ever since. Hmm. Well, that's really helpful to hear a little bit more about how you found your path into pharmacy and, you know, talking with, with pharmacists uh, frequently, just even through this podcast, uh, there is a recurring theme of, you know, the importance of mentorship and, um, you know, relationships and, and you always hear pharmacy is a small world. So, um, mm -hmm. that's, that's interesting that you're kind of brought that up. So Beiju, we originally connected on LinkedIn and, uh, noticed you as you had rolled out some videos through that platform. Tell us what a digital content creator is and um, what you're working on with uh, 
the daily dispense? Yeah, yeah, good question, Hilary. So um, a digital content creator, I think, is everyone, right? It's every one of us that kind of publishes something on social media uh, nowadays. Um, but in my mind, you know, what I think of when I think of a good digital content creator is is someone like yourself who, you know, who curates stories, tells stories, tells narratives in a way where it's effective engaging to someone who receives that um, insight. And you do, it, you do a great job through your podcast channel. So that to me is what I found so interesting because I thought, you know, well, we've got a lot of professional organizations uh, out there that are doing great things. I'm, I'm actually part of ASHP, um, American Society of Health System Pharmacists, and actually we evolved actually with uh, their some of their sections and advisory groups and often see ourselves in big professional organizations as doing great things and producing great content. However, I often see this content not sort of getting the full extent of the reach uh, as it should, you know, within our professional community. So I thought, well, you know, we, we, we now have platforms out there, uh, LinkedIn included, that can produce that reach that so level where you can maybe have a conversation with someone literally across the world from you. And so I thought, you know, well, let's get into the space where we can share the message we've been sharing for quite some time, um, especially in the informatics field, especially in our innovation field. Um, but let's, let's bring in the global community now. The world is quite small. So this is, uh, this is what Daily Dispense is about. And our tagline, by the way, is flip the script. So if that helps any, uh, it really start, started out as a simple idea where we want to change the perspective, change the narrative for our clinicians and coming from our clinicians. So our vision is basically to empower pharmacists and other clinicians with information on technology and innovation in healthcare coming from the front lines. And our goal is really to make your life easier as a clinician uh, by innovatively thinking, uh, perhaps by bringing some entrepreneurial mindset into the picture, and then also self-improvement. So helping clinicians be more productive, take care, better care of themselves. And Based on the success of our pilot on LinkedIn, you know, our very first video actually got 6,000 views from all over the world. Oh, wow. And I thought, yeah, I thought that was great. It was interesting because we had reach now, but we also had a lot of people commenting and messaging us and being very engaged. So we, you know, based on this simple pilot of two weeks, we said, well, let's, let's go, triple down on this and and go go all in. So we're officially launching at the end of this month, October, and uh, we're going to be, you know, really excited to hear from everyone in our field as far as what, what they are up to in terms of technology and innovation. And you can also visit us at the daily dispense. Sorry, www.dailydispense.com or via Instagram or YouTube. Awesome. 
Well, that's exciting. I think that, you know, your background in informatics and with all of your technology experience, um, I, I see a big area for pharmacists who are going into that field and have um, a passion for that because, um, you know, it's such a great combination of all of those skills and and technology really is the disruptor right now in healthcare. We've already seen technology disrupt industries such as, you know, the taxi or the transportation industry where we've got Uber and and uh, Lyft and things like that. And then, you know, just uh, technology coming in with the, the lodging. You've got Airbnb. Uh, now we've got Amazon coming on to the scene and other um, really cool technologies like AI and uh, machine learning and and all of those good things. So I think that um, with your background, it'll be really great for you to dissect some of that and help to uh, automate some of the things so that we can um, use all of our clinical skills and knowledge to do what we do best as the medication experts. Um, so Beju, you, uh, you, you're definitely a, a traveler and have, uh, you know, already traveled from the UK down to, uh, the U S and are, are now in, in South Carolina. Um, but you re- recently got back from a trip to Peru. Um, do you ever, you know, how do you, how frequently do you like to travel? And I just like to hear a little bit more about some personal things because I'm a I'm a big traveler as well, and I lo- I think that other people um, like to get out and get new experiences. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your trip. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for asking. Actually, uh, I really do enjoy traveling. Um, I think I'm an explorer at heart. So, growing up overseas, uh, you know, we've we've had this bug in the family where, you know, we've been traveling since we were kids. So uh, for me, it's, it's sort of part and parcel of life, right? You've got to enjoy the journey as much as the sort of final destination. So um, Peru is cool. It was, it was actually uh, one, of, one of the most uh, insightful but unexpected places to visit. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So I, I, I you know, you, you, I've gone through this normal route of going through the Amazon and then going through to uh, visit Machu Picchu and uh, Cusco, Peru. And, you know, th- there's a lot of kind of mainstream sort of sites that we went to. But I think what I found fascinating was the people. And I think this is like a recurring theme. It's like whenever you travel, you start to make conversations with people that are either traveling with you or um, traveling in the country or even the locals themselves. And I find that some of the most insightful conversations I've had um, are on my travels. And I often bring those sort of insights back home and I sort of get new perspectives. And so um, this trip was kind of a little bit more of a perspective shift to me than I imagined. So I often tell people that I'm a recovering pharmacist, which means I, I, you know, don't necessarily practice on the front lines of pharmacy. Um, I'm usually on the technology on the back end of 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 patient care. Um, but I had I had someone, one of the locals, uh, actually asking me about a medication issue that they were having 
um, for another traveler. And so uh, it, it just brought back so many memories and so many, it, it brought back my heart as a pharmacist to allow myself to find a solution for that person um, in terms of medication therapy. And to me, that was powerful because I, you know, wherever I go, whatever I do in this life and in this journey, I always remain a pharmacist and I carry those core set of skills with me. And the fact that I could use them at my disposal, um, you know, that, that made me happy. So I just brought that perspective back and said, you know, at the core of what we're doing here uh, with, with, you know, with daily dispense, with, with any of this innovation uh, work, it's, it's actually bringing that power uh, as a pharmacist into the picture. And I think some of your earlier podcast um, guests had mentioned this is, you know, we are uh, a powerhouse of uh, innovation in ourselves being the key components of making healthcare better, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that story. That is very cool. So tell us a little bit more about your role as a clinical informatics pharmacist at MUSC. Yeah, yeah. So um, two of my mentors actually happen to be leaders in our IT department, which is who I work for, a 400-strong team at our academic medical center. And um, I would say 60% of my time right now is focused on our pharmacy informatics team. And then 40% of my time has actually been sequestered to working on an innovation team uh, led by our Chief Information Officer, Mike Kudo. And um, what our aim has been for the past year with the innovation component is we started out by discovering all sorts of big problems across the enterprise that we could solve leveraging some technology, some analytics, and then partnering with these areas and departments to do that. So if I may, uh, maybe just shed some light on a couple of projects that we have uh, in the works that we're piloting um, may demonstrate some of the value we're already bringing to the organization. So uh, one project that I think we're very excited to see grow into a startup uh, very soon is uh, a way to reduce drug costs for our hospital. So we're currently piloting an analytics dashboard platform that we've created uh, here at MEOC for our pharmacy procurement team. And basically what it's gonna do is make daily decisions on what changes we need to make in our inventory purchasing uh, to drive the cost down for price of pharmaceuticals. So an academic medical center like ours, our entire operating expense is about six to 8% per, per fiscal year. And that equals last year we spent for example, $140 million. So if we can make a dent in that, and we expect to make at least a million dollars savings, if not more, with this pilot, then we have a formidable solution. Hmm. That is, that is really interesting. Uh, you know, I, we're seeing more and more, um, technology solutions um, that are being created to solve a need. And, you know, there are some different groups who are looking at um, 
you know, comparative effectiveness of medications and, you know, which ones, um, you know, based on price and because we're moving more towards that value-based um, care and, you know, how much um, insurance companies are, are going to pay and cover for those drugs. But um, focusing on the, the health system side, um, there's a huge uh, driver for pharmacy to, you know, reduce cost and reduce spend. Um, and so I think that'll be a really great, uh, technology coming out. So, and you've already created, uh, something else, uh, in, in terms of a solution. So, you know, medical errors are one, are a leading cause of death and, um, you've already developed a medication early warning system that is able to detect situations when any drug slips, through that safety net and and raises an alarm, um, which prevents fatal errors before they occur. So how did you kind of come up with that idea and how might others implement that in their hospital systems? Yeah, so so this is, uh, th- there's a laundry list of apps we've created. This is one of them where we, we've been able to look at our inventory uh, through our supply chain and see if, if we can detect any new inventory coming in the front door and then is it recognized by some of our systems downstream so uh, we have implemented barcoding as a safety net for many of these systems to work with um, so that at each stage of the process we ensure that medication is the correct one it's either if we're loading it onto into the cabinet for the nurse uh, or if if we're scanning it in the IV room, or even if the nurse is actually administering it, we want to make sure that medication that we're delivering to the patient ultimately is the correct one, right? So in a sense, what we've created here is a way to capture all that data coming in with new inventory and find if there's any exceptions that we need to look out for. And then if there are, or if there are any unknowns, then we can make those interventions even before they get into our pharmacy to be sent out and dispensed to the patient. So um, that has always been a very reactive process, and I think it still continues to be that way in some hospitals, uh, but we've been able to make a very inefficient process much more efficient. And, and Hillary, really, this is where all of this begins is finding a problem and finding a very small way to solve that problem and then to iterate and build on that. That's been the key for many of these apps that we've built along the way. Sure. Well, so Beiju, how do you stay current with all that's going on in healthcare and more specifically within the pharmacy field? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know if I feel absolutely current today. Um, as you know, healthcare is changing um, wildly these days. Actually, disruption, the wave of disruption is hitting us uh, as we speak, right? Um, I think one of the things I have started to do more often is start to engage in podcasts like these. So really stay current while I'm in the car or while I'm you know, on a job, I can actually 
kind of capture some of the information that's going out uh, without taking the time to just focus on one task. So that, that's been a game changer. Um, I also recommend perhaps uh, in our world of pharmacy, uh, being engaged with some of our professional organizations. Uh, I did mention ASHP, uh, the section of pharmacy informatics and technology is particularly one that I would recommend um, for at any stage of, of, of uh, your career. And then also, I think getting to getting immersed in some of these uh, spaces, uh, whether it's a conference, uh, I think HIMSS has a great uh, conference, a few conferences every year that you can actually see some of these technologies um, arrive and, and maybe get to educate yourself about them has been quite important, but, but I do admit there's, there's a lot of information out there. So getting quality information, I think has always been a challenge. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, what excites you most about the future of pharmacy? Yeah. Um, I think the future is bright. It's exciting because it's change. And in my mind, change equals another journey. But I feel like it can also be quite daunting, uh, especially for the folks who have a lot of experience and have gone through a journey for many years. I think now will be a time where we may see more changes than we have ever. So I think this is one of the benefits of being a pharmacist, to be honest. So we're really great as far as, you know, having this, the, the capacity, the intellect to solve problems in a way where really other providers um, can, can leverage that. But also we have this capacity to be very agile in, in solving these problems. And I think that's what's going to carry us over to the next sort of era of our practice. And, and so I think that's what I would like to see is developing our profession and then developing ourselves in maybe an entrepreneurial mindset or innovative mindset where we can change and have a capacity to change to drive healthcare and ultimately patient, the level of patient care um, in the direction that we as pharmacists know how to do. Yeah, definitely. Well, and as our final question, could you share some lessons learned and maybe some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Yeah, um, to be on a micro level, very specific, I feel like pharmacists need to be literate in uh, data and how to sort of use technology and data to transform our patient care. Because ultimately that's what I'm seeing uh, right now is we have so much more data than we used to have. And to make meaningful inferences based on that, I feel like we, we, we could have a very powerful force uh, for making that, that change in our practice, whether it's 
working in a retail setting, whether it's working in a hospital setting or in, in industry, there's just so many levels that we can use data and, and transform it to affect patient care. On the macro level though, I, I feel like we should start to take more risks, even at a younger age, embrace this unknown and uncertainty. And also remember, it's never too late to take new journeys. I still call myself a student of life. And, and I do that because I, I constantly wanna take this journey um, and, and, and mold it into something that's, uh, you know, as a pharmacist, I, I, can, I can make an impact with. Definitely. But you gotta, you gotta do the work. So. You do. You, you gotta. You gotta put in some hustle. Well, Beju, it has been such fun talking with you and learning more about uh, what's to come. Everybody, be sure to check um, out what he's doing either on LinkedIn or over at uh, the Daily Dispense. And it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Larry. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. And back to our sponsor, TheraWorks Relief, which is available over the counter in over 30,000 pharmacies across the country. You don't need a prescription for this. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 